and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, my friends. This month, I'm sharing the truths I am most grateful for. Last week, I shared about the love of God. This week, I'm going to share about His plan for us. That plan is Jesus. It is God providing for us a Savior. This is His beautiful plan for restoring all things and exalting His children. It is His plan for making right every ill of mortality, every injustice, every weakness. Christ's atonement, Emily Bell Freeman teaches, is both the power to overcome and the power to become. Through that atonement, some things we overcome are sin and death. We overcome weaknesses. We overcome heartache and sorrow. We overcome loneliness. We overcome burdens. We overcome injustice, all that is unfair. We overcome addiction and temptation. We overcome relationship problems. We overcome regret. We overcome the horrible consequences of abuse. His atonement allows us and helps us to overcome. Through the atonement, we also have the power to become, to become sons and daughters of Christ, to become transformed, to become sin-resistant, to become like our Savior, to become perfected in Him, to become a little better each day, to become merciful and forgiving, to become full of love, to become full of power and spiritual capacity, to become instruments in the hands of God, to become ministers sent forth by God, to become witnesses for his name, to become representatives of him, and to become one with him and the Father. The unsettling truth we have to come to accept is that we will always come up short. We desire so much to do it all on our own all the time and not have to rely on other people, but relying on the merits and mercy of Christ is the only way. We have to come to the point where we open the door to his grace to allow him to enter in and heal and transform us. In Elder Bednar's words from the talk, Bear Up Their Burdens with Ease, he says, quote, Not only does the atonement of Jesus Christ overcome the effects of the fall of Adam and make possible the remission of our individual sins and transgressions, but his atonement also enables us to do good and become better in ways that stretch far beyond our mortal capacities. Most of us know that when we do things wrong and need help to overcome the effects of sin in our lives, the Savior has made it possible for us to become clean through His redeeming power. But do we also understand that the atonement is for faithful men and women who are obedient, worthy, and conscientious, and who are striving to become better and serve more faithfully? I wonder if we fail to fully acknowledge this strengthening aspect of the atonement in our lives and mistakenly believe we must carry our load all alone through sheer grit, willpower, and discipline, and with our obviously limited capacities. It is one thing to know that Jesus Christ came to the earth to die for us, but we also need to appreciate that the Lord desires through his atonement and by the power of the Holy Ghost to enliven us, not only to guide, but also to strengthen and heal us. Alma explains why and how the Savior can enable us. Quote, and he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind, and this that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people, and he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people, and he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, 
that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. End quote. That's from Alma 7, 11 through 12. He goes on, Thus the Savior has suffered not just for our sins and iniquities, but also for our physical pains and anguish, our weaknesses and shortcomings, our fears and frustrations, our disappointments and discouragement, our regrets and remorse, our despair and desperation, the injustices and inequities we experience, and the emotional distresses that beset us. There is no physical pain, no spiritual wound, no anguish of soul or heartache, no infirmity or weakness you or I ever confront immortality that the Savior did not experience first. In a moment of weakness, we may cry out, no one knows what it is like, no one understands, but the Son of God perfectly knows and understands, for he has felt and borne our individual burdens. And because of his infinite and eternal sacrifice, see Alma thirty-four fourteen, he has perfect empathy and can extend to us his arm of mercy. He can reach out, touch, succor, heal, and strengthen us to be more than we could ever be and help us to do that which we could never do, relying only upon our own power, end quote. The atonement covers it all. It is for both sinner and faithful saint. It is for our moments of weakness and our moments of strength. It can strengthen us to be more than we could ever be and help us to do that which we could never do, relying only upon our own power. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4.13, and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that to be true and use that as something to fall back on all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And with his help, it's the truth. We can do all things. One of the most transforming truths of the atonement for me has been the understanding that Christ has paid for the sins and mistakes of others. If someone treats me unfairly or unjustly, I don't have to demand that they make it right or pay for it before I can forgive them. It has already been paid for in full. I can rely upon the atonement to help me to forgive and feel justly dealt with. I can rely upon the atonement that is present for others as well as the atonement that is present for me. I can give people free passes. Their mistakes and weaknesses are covered by Christ's atonement fully as mine are. If we want to receive that grace, we must also allow for that grace to be extended towards others. The atonement is done. It is past. And isn't that such a comfort? Their mistakes along with our own are already paid for. Brad Wilcox gave an address entitled, His Grace is Sufficient, where he recounts an exchange he had with the student who wanted to know what Christ's part is and what our part is. She was expressing that sometimes she feels she falls short of fulfilling her part. Sometimes she doesn't want to fulfill her part. Brother Wilcox got out a blank sheet of paper and put the word Christ at the top and the word us at the bottom and told her to draw a line for what his part is and what our part is. She was about to put the line in the middle, but then she put it further down the page, giving Christ a greater part. Brother Wilcox quickly taught her that there is no line. Christ fills the whole page, the whole debt in full. All that we will ever do is already covered, paid for, 100%. We are saved by his grace. We don't have a part to fulfill. It's already been filled. Now in the words of Brad Wilcox, he says, quote, I have born-again Christian friends who say to me, you Mormons are trying to earn your way to heaven. I say, no, we are not earning heaven. We are learning heaven. We are preparing for it. See Doctrine and Covenants 78 verse 7. We are practicing for it. They ask me, have you been saved by grace? I answer, yes, absolutely, totally, completely, thankfully, yes. Then I ask them a question that perhaps they have not fully considered. Have you been changed by grace? 
They are so excited about being saved that maybe they are not thinking about what comes next. They are so happy the debt is paid that they may not have considered why the debt existed in the first place. Latter-day Saints know not only what Jesus has saved us from, but also what he has saved us for. As my friend Brett Sanders puts it, a life impacted by grace eventually begins to look like Christ's life. As my friend Omar Canals puts it, while many Christians view Christ's suffering as only a huge favor he did for us, Latter-day Saints also recognize it as a huge investment he made in us. As Moroni puts it, grace isn't just about being saved, it is also about becoming like the Savior. See Moroni chapter 7, verse 48. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can live after we die, but that we can live more abundantly. See John 10.10. 10. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can be cleansed and consoled, but that we can be transformed. See Romans 8. The grace of Jesus Christ is sufficient. See Ether 12.27, D&C 17.8, 2 Corinthians 12.9. Sufficient to cover us, sufficient to transform us, and sufficient to help us as long as that transformation process takes. Growth and development take time. Learning takes time. When we understand grace, we understand that God is long-suffering, that change is a process, and that repentance is a pattern in our lives. When we understand grace, we understand that the blessings of Christ's atonement are continuous, and His strength is perfect in our weakness. See 2 Corinthians 12.9. Grace is the presence of God's power. See Luke 1.37. His grace is available to us all. His grace is sufficient for all that we bring to the table. There isn't any sin too great, any problem too large, any hurt too complex for him to be able to fill it. Sometimes Christ isn't the only thing we need, but he is always the biggest piece. A big theme of the October conference this year that stood out to me is the fact that Christ is always the answer. Sometimes we need help seeing how he can be the answer in each situation, but the more we practice turning to him, the easier it will be for us to see his place in the story. I know I have said it, but I want to emphasize it again that His grace is sufficient for all. Nothing disqualifies us from receiving His help and His grace. Elder Holland said, quote, The great thing about the gospel is we get credit for trying, even if we don't always succeed. When there was a controversy in the early church regarding who was entitled to heaven's blessings and who wasn't, the Lord declared to the prophet Joseph Smith, quote, Verily I say unto you, the gifts of God are given for the benefit of those who love me and keep my commandments, and for them that seek us so to do. Boy, aren't we all thankful for the added provision and seek us so to do? That has been a lifesaver because sometimes that is all we can offer. We take some solace in the fact that if God were to reward only the perfectly faithful, he wouldn't have much of a distribution list. End quote. I don't think very many of us can say we are perfectly faithful, so I too am immensely grateful for the added provision of they that seeketh so to do. The only prerequisite of receiving his divine assistance is that we have to use our agency to open the door for him to step into our story. He honors our agency, so he won't step in until we invite him. He will wait for us to invite him in. So in summary today, the atonement of Jesus Christ is immense, and I'm sure I could find so much more to share but I just want to emphasize today that it is available to all, and it is for us when we are both acting as a sinner and when we are acting as a saint, and it can fill all the spaces that we need. It allows us to overcome and to become. It allows us to return to the presence of the Father. It allows us to give others a free pass and helps us to forgive and to heal. 
Christ has experienced all we will experience and knows exactly how to help us and how to aid us. We are never excluded from the glorious blessings inherent in the atonement of Jesus Christ, but we do have to invite that help into our lives to be able to receive it. I will end with my testimony of the atonement of Jesus Christ. I know that Christ loves us. I know that he lived and died for us. I know that his life is the perfect example for us to follow. I know that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can be healed, we can be transformed, we can be forgiven. And like I said last week, God is so quick to forgive us. I know that the atonement of Jesus Christ is God's plan for the salvation and exaltation of his children. I know that through Christ and his atoning sacrifice, we can be forgiven for all the sins that we will ever commit and that we can be healed and that we can overcome. I know that we can overcome addiction. I know that we can overcome burdens that are too immense for us to carry. I know that we can overcome doubt and fear. I know that we can overcome regret. And I also know that the enabling power of the atonement is real and that through Jesus Christ and his grace, we can be far more than we ever could be on our own. And we can accomplish more than we ever thought we could. I know that Christ loves us. He and his father so want to be involved in our lives and they wait anxiously for us to open that door to invite them in. They are interested in being in the very details of our lives. And I share that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope that you have a great day today and that you are able to invite the power and strength of the atonement into your life. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.